0: welcome to the quite audacious podcast with amanda swiger i am a self-made rebellious and bold multi six-figure wedding and boudoir photographer with a deep belief that doing things my own way is why i've been so successful i'm now taking that love of audacious rebel-minded thinking and helping other photographers build the lives and businesses that they're in love with all while still working with clients and taking you along for the ride No topic is off limits here, so expect a lot of honest conversations, in-the-moment riffs, business and life advice, tough love, and of course, talking with you about all the ways you can work with me and to create the life that you've been dreaming of. I'm so glad you're here. Let's get into it, y'all. Hello, y'all, and welcome back to Quite Audacious. I am very excited about today's episode because we are going to be talking about one of my favorite local communities. And how this helps uh, any of you who are new or are photographers, specifically boudoir photographers, looking to have a portfolio of images you can share. Um, And that community that we're going to be discussing is the burlesque community. I found burlesque uh, when I first came out in Philadelphia, which was about 12 years, maybe 13 years ago now. And I went to my first burlesque show. It was a Disney-themed burlesque show, and I immediately and deeply fell in love with the art form that is burlesque. If you are listening to this and going, "What in the world is burlesque?" It is very much an art form of sexually taking off your clothes. Um, and it can look all kinds of ways. Uh, it can be anything from like feathers and fans and boas to, um. Uh, something totally wackadoodle and different to um something to like a Cardi B song. There is a wide, wide arena of burlesque, and if you have never been to a burlesque show as a boudoir photographer, you are missing out. If you've never been to a burlesque show, period, you're missing out. But I feel like as um people who photograph sexy images we in you know want to instill confidence i don't know what is more confident than a babe on a stage taking off their clothes uh to music um and there are I mean, politically driven burlesque shows um my like i said my very first uh, burlesque show was a disney show um and to this day uh many many a year later i can still think uh of honey tree evil eye shout out to her she's a local performer and producer here in philadelphia um stripping to the song from the little mermaid where she's in the like little trove of treasures um but instead of it being a trove of treasures it was a chest of sex toys um and like i it it has been many many years since i have seen that number i've seen it twice uh and i still remember it um so if you are somebody who is Maybe relatively new to the boudoir world, and you're like, I just, you know, I've gotten some clients, but none of them will let me share their photos. Um, I'm gonna tell you today about my methodology when I first started to getting people in front of my camera that would let me share their photos, and that was doing some trade work with burleskers. Um, my very first boudoir session was with a burlesker named Teal. Uh, shout out to Teal. If you're ever listening to this podcast, I love you. Uh, Teal and I've gotten to work together many a time since, and they are one of my favorite people. And I knew I wanted to have my first session be one where I did not feel stressed about needing to make my client feel comfortable with their body, where I could just kind of focus more on the technicalities of lighting and posing um and so i reached out to teal who was a friend of mine and was like how would you feel about being my first you know client they said yes and i am not going to lie that is still a session that i love deeply because i just those photos were such a gift to me um both in their belief in me as a photographer uh and in them allowing me to see them in both kind of their stage persona, but also just real teal. Um, I'm going to be posting on Instagram when this podcast goes live, a few of those photos, because I just really do appreciate teal for allowing me to do that. And then after that first session, I was like, you know what, this is a really great way to get images that I can put online and, you know, get my name out there. Um, they, one thing I will say is that oftentimes these are people who, are not going to necessarily want to spend, you know, hundreds, especially not thousands of dollars on images. A burlesque is a very expensive art form. And unfortunately, a lot of times people are not making a ton of money doing it. Um, and so, you know, having images that they can use for promotion is really great for them. And then you getting to have images that you can use for your portfolio is also really great. I wouldn't necessarily suggest the strategy if you are somebody who is pretty established in business. Um, but if you are somebody who maybe is in a creative rut, who's been doing, you know, boudoir for a while and you just are finding yourself wishing that you could just not have the stress of clients, burlesquers are great for that as well, of just being able to feel like you could have some fun. Um, and they are people who understand, you know, what looks good on their body. Um, there are people who can do their own hair and makeup. Um, I will tell you that one of the things that I have in my, like, repertoire of prep guides is I have a specific one. I don't really use it anymore for, oh, I don't do model calls that way anymore. Um, But when I was doing them, you got to remind them Um, that, you know, stage makeup and photo makeup kind of are a different vibe. You don't necessarily want to be having full on glitter face as promo images for you, unless that is your aesthetic. Um, so I always told them like, you know, if you could do your makeup a little bit more on the kind of natural glam side of things, and then towards the end of the shoot, I would let them kind of really up the ante and kind of, um, one of the things that was really popular when I first started was glitter lips. So we do these kind of glitter lips towards the end of the session, which also works for Instagram clients loved it. They thought it was cool and you know, whatever. Uh, but I didn't want the entire session to have that much of a stage persona, going with it. So I kind of learned pretty quickly that, you know, giving them a little bit of guidance in that department was helpful, but these are people that, you know, that are, are, are good at being in front of a camera that are comfortable with themselves. And honestly, probably my favorite part of it is, is in this day and age, the burlesque communities, at least the ones that I know of in a lot of the cities where I have friends that are burleskers. Um, these are diverse groups of people. Uh, long gone are the days where burlesque is just a skinny white woman on a stage with a fan. Um, there are all different body types and I am here for that. And if you're somebody who cares deeply about showing diversity in your portfolio, I found that, um, I, I, one of the things that was important to me was I wanted to be able to show plus size women who are okay with their roles or their stretch marks or, um, those kinds of things and aren't wanting to just cover that up. and you know it's getting clients to be that kind of comfortable is hard i think it's even harder when you don't have images that show that and having burlesque performers who were champions of that kind of inclusion and diversity and authenticity honestly um was a really great way for me to get some of that into my portfolio and i am very deeply grateful to all of the performers over the years that have let me photograph them. A few of them are some of my favorite people. And one of them actually turned into my hair and makeup artist. Um, Rory is got a background in burlesque and drag. And when they um, kind of had a change in employment, I was like, hi, do you want to work for me? And so they came on um, to work with me for hair and makeup for our boudoir clients Um, but we have gotten to do some really fun shoots over the years. Whenever I've kind of gotten myself into a creative rut where I just feel kind of bored, I will just um, rent a hotel room and stick a bunch of burlesquers in it and just fuck around. Um, I have to say probably one of my like top favorite memories as a boudoir photographer was uh, summer of 2019. There's this beautiful hotel um, in Philadelphia called Hotel Monaco. They have these giant glass showers and big soaker tubs. And so I rented a suite, invited um, like six different burleskers to hang out with me for the evening. And we shot in just the bathroom. And you haven't lived until you've put three hot babes in a bathtub together. They were giggling. I was giggling. We had Cardi B blasting. It was a whole time. It was not for clients. It was not for money. It was surely for the, just the fun of creating. And, um, those photos to this day are some of my favorite I've ever taken in my whole career because it was my first time that I used flash because uh, honestly, if the photo sucked, I wasn't getting paid for it. So I didn't really care. (laughs) Um, and they didn't suck because I wasn't stressed about it. Um, you're going to hear that as a theme on here a lot is I find that when, you know, you have the freedom and the space to try things, um, and figure out what works and you take away the pressure magic happens. And that is for sure. One of those times where that is exactly what happened. And it was just so joy filled and fun. Um, I, I'm going to, when I share this post, I'm going to, um, share it with some photos of Teal and some of those bathtub images because they were just, it was such a good, such a good day. Uh, Teal was actually also at that shoot, which was fun. Um, one of the other reasons we had, uh, had done that was back in the day, Jordan and I threw, uh, a women's LGBTQ women's party called wet. It was as raunchy as the, the party was as raunchy as the name implies. And I had this vision of, um kind of like a more butchy woman with like a femme girl wrapped around her. Uh, and Jordan, uh, can't pick me up and she can pick teal up. So I put, um, thank God for, uh, Jordan and teal and me being just wacky, fun friends. I was like, how do you two feel about being topless in a shower together? And they were both like, we don't care. Um, so that is what we did. I might have to put that photo now out there too. Cause so good so good. Um but I just you know wanted to have some fun and create for the sake of creating and then people loved it so much that I actually ran uh two days of mini sessions back at that same location and they sold out in like 2 hours because everyone was like we want pictures like this. Um and so it, you know ended up making me a bunch of money just for having some fun with some burleskers and getting to play around with flash in a space with no windows. And that was, you know, all it was for me, but I knew that I needed to, if I was going to do it for fun, I want to be able to share the pictures. And so, uh, by using burleskers, they don't, you know, have any problem usually signing a model release. And, uh, that worked out quite well for me, uh, in a similar kind of way, when I was figuring out some of the, people I wanted to include in our, uh, V-Day series, which if you have not heard about that yet, that is, um, one of the educational products we dropped on March 6th. I am so excited about it. It is a behind the scenes look at six actual boudoir sessions, plus two mini sessions. Um, and it is full of what an actual session looks like with me it is not me talking to a camera it is not a styled shoot it is not um produced really. It is just the raw reel of what a actual session with me looks like. And um, you get to see some of the behind the scenes on the editing and then just some other things as well. And so when I was, you know, finding people for that, two of the folks that I, I ended up using were people from the burlesque community. One of them is our little robe mini. The other one is our other mini. And I just, I knew that they would be people that would love the photos and would have no problem letting me film them Um, and then I ended up finding six other people that were willing to let me film them. And that turned out fantastically. And I am so excited about that. So if you're a photographer who would love to just kind of get a real behind the scenes, look at posing live at a session, how I talk to my clients, what I do, different types of lighting scenarios, you gotta come, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta check that out. Um, but Burlesquers are just people who, you know, are a really great resource. Um, if you have not ever gotten to work with them. The one thing I did kind of want to mention as a caveat because I took me a minute to kind of figure out what I, not what was wrong. That's not, that's not the right way to say that. What wasn't working. Um, and one of the things that I noticed kind of off the bat is that these are people who are used to performing. And so sometimes getting them out of stage mode and into photo mode, uh, in something that looked a little bit more realistic for a client, um, could be a bit of a challenge. I learned a lot that, um, kind of level setting expectations at the start really worked for me. Um, and so like I, to this day, whenever I'm working with any of them, I'm like, listen, you are hot. You, you know how to be sexy. I'm not gonna sit here and, you know, pose you from your head to your toes the way I would do all my other clients. I'm going to give you some ideas and some direction. Um, but if I ever, I'm like, Hey, pause, wait, don't go. I just, you're doing something magical and I want to capture it. Uh, and then we can kind of go back to messing around and having some fun. Um, and that worked out really well for me. I found that kind of the opposite of clients having, you know, if you are overly directional, um, that kind of isn't as fun for them. They're, you know, used to performing and moving and all of that. Um, The other piece to that is also that a lot of times boudoir, not boudoir, a lot of times photographers that exist inside the burlesque community are men who have no business really being photographers, um, but are doing it to take photos of sexy women. That is really what it is. So they don't give a lot of direction. So oftentimes I'm the first, I was the first photographer they'd worked with. It was really giving them any feedback. And so kind of asking them at the beginning have you worked with other photographers? What was that experience like? How did they direct you? Once I kind of got that into my repertoire of things I started sessions off with with them, uh, the results were way different. Um unless I knew them personally and and then that kind of obviously the dynamic is different. Um but kind of having an idea of have they worked with photographers? Um are they people that are generally just like, "Oh, go be sexy." And then, you know, they'll they'll do stuff that's maybe not as photogenic, um, that would probably look really bomb on a stage, but maybe doesn't translate as well to photo. Um, and just kind of being able to be like, Hey, you know, I I know that you've had to kind of handle all of that posing on your own before. I'm not going to be doing that. I'm going to be helping you out. I'll give you some tips and tricks. And honestly, they love it because they're like, Oh, now I can kind of take this for selfies. Um, and if you are somebody who is brand spanking new, um, it's just a, it's a great way to get your name out there um, and have a little bit of fun. So if that uh, helps you, I, I i am glad if you are somebody who's never been to a burlesque show, go see one. They're amazing. Um, and uh, yeah, those are all my thoughts for you today. And uh, that's all I got. So uh, I'll see y'all next episode.